Hello and welcome back to a French Football Weekly podcast on a Monday. Look at us go. My name is Chris, I am your host and this week uh, then there were two once again. Uh, I've rotated uh, I've uh, I've rotated from Jez to Phil this week so it's just me and Phil. Phil how are you doing? I'm I am well I am well good to be back. Excellent good stuff and, and you're feeling better I hope. Yes that time of year, you know, everything oh, yeah. feels just fucking um, dreadful for a week or so, and, and we move on. Do what do what I do. Just become massively antisocial and don't speak to anyone, and you'll be fine. That's the way. That's the way to do it. I think that's or just through podcast form. That's that's already the way. there, pet. Already yeah. there. <laughs> Nobody wants to people. Um, right. So uh, yeah, we um, send our best to Jez this week. He is absolutely hammered with work. Unfortunately, it's that time of year for that as well. So I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, we've got one more round. I think is it one more round or two? It's. Ooh two two more rounds before the christmas break so uh yes we will um endeavor to get jez back on before we break for christmas but that's two weeks away we are going to look back at the weekend that was and indeed two catch-up matches um maybe let's start with the catch-up matches because they were previous um brest strasbourg is the one i want to pull out first of all because it, it kind of mattered more i guess for strasbourg to take a point from this game it ended uh, in a one-all draw. And I think if you'd have given Strasbourg that before the game, they'd have taken it, uh, Le Duron with the opener and uh, a decent week for the Dutch young forward Omega, who got the equaliser with 10 minutes to go. And then he had a lovely weekend himself. Mm. So uh, yeah, good point that for Strasbourg. We will probably come back on to Strasbourg in a minute because they had a, a big win at the weekend as well. But um, that was on the 7th, which was last Thursday, I think it was. Yes. Yeah, Thursday. And the day before that, which is where we'll sort of start our weekend roundup, was Marseille. Uh, 3-0 win over Lyon. Um, we will certainly touch on Lyon shortly, but maybe we'll start with Marseille. Vitinha, Murillo and Bamiang with the goals. I think I read a stat. I can't forgive me. I can't, I think it might have been up to Joe. It, it was certainly some one of the big high-profile accounts that tweeted last night um, after Marseille's win, which we'll touch on in a second that they are the most informed team in Europe right now. And Aubameyang, one of the, the hottest strikers in Europe. What is it, do you think, that's clicked? Is it purely the fact that, because Aubameyang really has turned it up a notch, and we're seeing the Aubameyang of St Etienne, Dortmund and Arsenal really now. We're, we're seeing it's almost yeah. like a late flourish. But is it as simple as that, or is it the Gattuso message that's sinking in now? I think uh, Gattuso does have something to do with it. Um, uh GFFN put out a, a lovely little video clip earlier of um, Gattuso storming around his technical area and then it cut to Aubameyang in the stands after he'd been taken off the weekend, kind of doing an impersonation of Gattuso. But I think you could tell it was a, a fond one, like, you know, this guy is... All that... And I think it does show that there's been a degree of, I think, just, oh, I don't want to say, oh, the, the, the feeling around the club has picked up a lot after, you know, not being brilliant. And I did look up when um, the new sporting director was brought in, Mehdi Benatia, who's about 36, I immediately went to transfer mark to look at the OM team to see if he was younger than any of the players. And Obama's actually only 34. It's just because he's he feels like he's been around for ages and there is the hairline. Mm. Both things made me think he was possibly older. And I think what he's done has been very ably deal with the passage of time as it were. I mean, he used to be, he was the winger who would rinse everyone. And he can still rinse people, but not three or four or five times a match. He does it when it's needed. And he gets in good positions because he's smart. So he he's there. He doesn't have to do as much running. Hmm. And one thing I also I thought was interesting about this game, the catch-up game, obviously, was there were rumours that Leon were so cross they just weren't going to show up. <laughs> um, and then somebody pointed out that 
conceding the walkover would not help their league position. Yeah. And they ended up losing 3-0 anyway. It so they really possibly <laughs> could have just taken the walkover and that would have, you know, given everybody a, a, a midweek off. But it worked out okay for them at the weekend. So yeah. But yeah, that was I think another game that made OL fans feel very nervous and OM fans feel much more confident and settled. And mm. like you say, I don't know what the European-wide situation is, but they are definitely on a, on a streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... playing really well. Yeah, it's amazing what momentum does, isn't it? Just, just under... And I, I do think... Gattuso does deserve a lot of credit, which sort of brings us on to last night, uh, which was arguably the, the the game of the weekend, really. And it oh, finished Laurie on two, Marseille four. Um, lots of it was weird actually because a lot of the action really was the first half. Marseille went in four yeah. one up at the break, and then in the second half, all we really saw was was one goal back, a bit of fight from Laurie and a red card for Jonathan Klaus, which is the only dark spot of the night, but. Um, Marseille were absolutely rampant. They were two up in in ten minutes. Uh, Chancellor Mbemba and Aubameyang himself with the two goals there. Um, Belardi scored from a, an absolutely outrageous attempt from Aubameyang's overhead kick, sort of scorpion kick esque, turned over the bar by Invoco, and then basically Lorient chose to just not mark anyone at the corner, and Belardi headed the third home. <laughs> um, Roman Fev got got one back only for Aubameyang to go at the other end literally a minute later and make it 4-1. And then second half, uh, Benjamin Mundy got one back for Lorient. And they were, I, I, was, I was not a happy bunny from a Lorient perspective um, in terms of it, just a complete... It, it reeked a performance in the first half of a, a team that, that thought they were going down or a team that didn't believe in what they were being told. Um, Loic Ferry's expressions were quite interesting throughout the game. But taking that aside, they were much better second half. And I think we saw a different side of Marseille because this is one of those games where they were basically home and hosed by half time. They could easily mm. have conceded. I, th- I think there was two really good chances to make it 4-3 or even 4-4. But they held on and they showed a bit of grit. That's the Gattuso side that I think we all expected. And I think you saw when uh, Aubameyang uh, was taken off, he was not happy. No. Originally, and I think that was because he felt like there's more to do here. Because when it got back to before two, you were thinking, okay, Mm. do not Marseille this up. And then, of course, Klaus gets sent off. And yeah. he's a very important player for uh, dead balls as well as putting in uh, crosses from open play. So that was unfortunate. So I think it maybe got a little bit nervy at the end, but only because of people fearing the worst. And yeah. given that recently Marseille have not been the worst, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. yeah. I think um, it was a, it was a a great Sunday night watch. If you didn't have uh, skin in the game, as it were, I imagine you did not have yes. as fun a time. But uh, no, it was a it was a really good game, and Aubameyang has scored like seven goals in the last six games or something all competitions I mean yeah he's absolutely banging for him and and the thing the thing that I've noticed with him as well is obviously I've got a bit previous with him as an Arsenal player he isn't the sort of player that usually digs in when times are tough if he's if things are not going his way tends to sulk a lot um and I think Jez and I mentioned last week his celebrations in the European game were very pointedly I'm not happy I've scored but I'm not going to celebrate I'm going to look moody Whereas this Aubameyang looked like a hungry workhorse, you know, ordering people around, almost a captain's performance last night. And I think the only reason he came off was um, injury in the end. Earlier in the season, um, I think I mentioned that there was one game where he'd been taken off, but he was still going out there as captain and Mm. cheering everybody up. I think it was the, um, the last Champions League qualifying game when... 
there were the penalties oh, and the fortunateness. And he, yeah. instead of sulking, he was going out there. He was kind of genning people up. So we're still seeing that, and I think that's very useful. Now, how long it will last, as you and various other fans of his other clubs um, may have doubts, but it looks like it looks like it's good at the moment, and I think mm. you've just got to take it while it happens. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's one of those players that you know when he's when he's on it and he's on and he's you know he's properly on it. He's a very useful player to have around. It's when oh. things are not going well. But um, but yeah, good performance from Marseille. And Jez and I were joking, um, and indeed Adam uh, Adam Berger we spoke to a few times. He's done a few of the the games on on um, TNT and saying the Sunday night games of late have been utterly horrendous. This one was anything but. This was this was actually what we wanted to see. This was nuts. Uh, and around Europe, I think Barcelona lost at home three two as well. So it's definitely a Sunday night to enjoy. So good result for Marseille. Um, Lorient on the other hand. Um, I don't want to go too deep because it will make me sad, but very much going to be one of those teams that are they're going to need to put a run of results together soon because if they don't, I I, I tend to think there are probably two teams worse than them. Um, I'm, I'm looking at you, Clermont, who we'll come on to, and I'm probably looking at Toulouse right now. I still feel like Leon will will eventually have enough to climb out, and we'll we'll, we'll go on to them in a second as well, but. Lorient will be wanting to avoid that relegation playoff spot, which they're currently sat in right now in 16th. And like I said, from a fan perspective, I didn't like what I saw for long periods of that game. Second half, much better, but I think Labrie will need to get into them this week. And uh, they need to get, even if it's just a couple of wins in the next four or five to steady the ship, that is very much needed. Let's um, talk about Leon then, because they got a big win after the, the Marseille game. Piersage sort of came out and just said, you know, every time we solve one problem, three other problems present themselves. Yeah, they're well, playing whack-a-mole on a giant scale. Yeah, exactly that. But three problems were, were uh, or three happy things were found on Sunday. Three Alexandre Lacazette goals, a hat-trick for the former French international, and they beat to lose by three goals to nil. So this result, it, it's massive for so many so many ways, but in particular, the psychological element of this is huge, yeah. isn't it? To beat a team that is in the mire as well, to lose 13 points. It's only a three-point gap now, and, and Leon have closed the gap to just one point on Clermont above them. It's, it's huge, isn't it? And, and Lacazette is going to be absolutely key to them staying or getting out of this mess they're in. Yeah, and I think what I thought was very interesting, they scored the first... Four minutes later, they get the second. Leon Twitter is like, oh, my God, the the banderole from the, the bad gones featuring the Virgin Mary is working. Other people saying the fact that Olas turned up and was sitting near Texter is, is a sign. And then as we got into first half injury time, Toulouse got a penalty. Mm. And you're thinking... Oh, Christ, no. I mean, no. <laughs> and um, Dillinger took it and it was saved. Anthony Lopez saved it, celebrated massively. There was then a VAR check after the VAR check to see if it was a penalty. There was then a VAR check to see if the save was added. Yeah. So everyone was just in its really febrile state of um, nervousness and... They finally said, yes, it's good. So it's kicked out. And then Leon almost immediately gave away a free kick at the edge of the area. Yeah. And no, just just calm down. Everybody focus. And they did. And then in the second half, um, as you said, Lacazette got the third with 10 minutes to go. He Lovely gold celebration. I think it was the first one where he tried to do a knee slide, but the pitch isn't brilliant. Yeah. So he yeah. just kind of ground or holds and then face planted. Yeah. Um, but he came up from that smiling and laughing with his teammates. And I think that also showed a degree of, as you say, the kind of psychological thing. This was genuine positivity. Relief as well. I mean, yeah. yeah. But uh, Toulouse, I think um, 
think I heard the TV team say they hadn't won at Lyon for nearly 60 years. And of course, before the game, I was thinking, well, that could change. Uh, but no, it appears that Lyon do have the sign over Toulouse quite badly when they're at home. So yeah, Toulouse just didn't muster very much at all. Um, and Lyon finally started looking like a football team, you know, with people who've met each other before and yeah. stuff. So, yes, they're still bottom of the table, but like you, I still think, you yeah, what we said this last time they won, which was, yeah. you know, five games ago, and you're saying, well, it only... It's only going to make a difference if they can build on it. And they yeah. proceeded to lose to Lille, Lance and Marseille. But Lille, Lance and Marseille are good teams. So That's the concern, isn't it? Because you look at their next two fixtures before the Christmas break. Away to Monaco next Friday okay. night or this Friday night and then uh, home to Nantes, who we'll come on to in a second as well. They're two pretty tough fixtures to go into the break and then they come back against Lava away and then home to Rennes, home to Marseille, away at Montpellier. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult... I, th- I think, I feel like they're going to need to take at least a point, maybe even, maybe even beat Nantes in those two games. I mean, losing away to Monaco is no disgrace, but they're going to have to take something from Nantes at home, you feel... To keep that momentum going into the into the and break. And also the yeah the the winter break because it's a break. It gives you time to mull over things and worry and dwell yeah. and all those other words. Exactly. So yeah, I, if they lose the last game, yeah, we could see more harumphing and grumbling and bitching and moaning and whining and whatever. So yeah, I think while Monaco still seem weird to me in that they don't look bulletproof but somehow they have been. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. They're not quite flowing as they did at the early start of the season stage. But definitely I? that last game will be psychologically very important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But uh, good win for Leon, definitely. And credit where credit's due. And it looks like Piersage is going to stay in charge, which rhymes, um, for the foreseeable. So we shall see what the uh, those next two games hold. Um, that does give us a nice little link into to Nantes, um, because I wanted to mention their game with PSG. Uh, we'll come on to PSG and their European a week ahead shortly. But I just wanted to give Nantes a bit of credit, because I watched this game... Oh, is it Friday night? It's that Saturday night, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, they beat PSG one by two goals to one. It was a, a late, a late show. Um, I just wanted to highlight Nantes' performance though, because Jocelyn Gorbanek has come in. I think we all knew what we were going to get from him, but he's brought back Sissoko. He's brought back a more sort of four-three-three. It's a little bit more swashbuckling. It's a bit more entertaining. I thought Nantes were really unfortunate to not come away from. Parc de Prince with a point in this game. Barcola um, capping a really good performance with the opener, a really good goal, actually. But it was equalised by Mustafa Mohamed's towering near-post header. Uh, the commentary, I thought, was a bit harsh on Tenasa saying he should have saved it. I thought it was just a really good header. And then, of course, hearts were broken as, of course, Ronald, uh, Ronald I can't say his name, Ronald Colomuani. Uh, came up to to haunt his old employers uh, with the winner on 83 minutes. But I don't know what you've made of this, but I just thought not were really good. And and they oh. they didn't just go to get beaten, did they? They they went and put in a no. real performance. They did. I think when you look at the performance, you look at the stats, you're thinking against another team. Stupid thing to say, it would have been another result. Yeah. So the fact that they had significantly less possession, fewer shots, etc is something that, in a sense, is the PSG effect. Yeah. But who have they got in the next two games? Because that's going to be very interesting. Uh, Nantes, I can tell you. They have got... Uh, bum, 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 fixtures. 
Oh, everything takes forever when you're waiting for it, doesn't it? They have got home to Brest and away at Lyon. Of course, they're away at Lyon because we mentioned that a second ago. Yeah, yeah, home to Brest at the weekend, away at Lyon. So they're going to be fine. And remember in the last game, they beat Nice and they were the first team to beat Nice this season. Mm. So, yes, they're, they're ninth, but... And they're five points off eighth. But it still feels like if they can, you know, get a grip on themselves and keep that kind of consistency going after a bad run of form earlier in the season, a couple mm. of weeks ago, that um, they'll be able to do something with it. But playing PSG is obviously a bit of a bit of a trial it's it's a, um, it's a freebie isn't it if you go but, there and get something it's good but you're not expecting anything but also if you put up a decent performance your fans are okay with that it's yeah because like, yeah. you're kind of not expecting to win you just don't want them to roll over and die yeah exactly and they definitely didn't so that was um, and, something i think again will kind of G them up as we Stand go at the still. end of the year yeah, Castelletto also missed a really good chance late on to make it to all with a, a header at, uh, from a corner, um, which came back to him. Uh, but yeah, very unfortunate for for Nantes. Uh, as for PSG, good win for them. As I say, a good performance from from young Barcola. Kang in Lee also I thought was was pretty good on the night. He seems to be a favourite under Luis Enrique. Uh, fairly quiet night for for young Killian. He um he had a, had a few moans, bless him, but fairly quiet night for him. Um, and of course, Donnarumma suspended. He will probably come back in this week. PSG go to Dortmund. Um, mm. This is the big game as, as far as French teams in Europe go. We will touch on the other fixtures um, at the end of the show. But this is the big one, isn't it? PSG know that if they get anything from Dortmund, they will be through. If they win in Dortmund, I believe they will top the group. Yeah. Um, if they lose, however, and either Newcastle or Milan get a win, um, they're in they're in the Stuck shall we say, um, oh. or, or the Europa League, as it's otherwise known. Um, what what would you be thinking if you're Luis Enrique? Are you thinking we go to Dortmund and we attack? I mean, to me, this this screams... Do you remember when Kylian Mbappe was at Monaco and they went to Dortmund and apps, I think it was one of his like breakout performances where he absolutely ripped Dortmund to, to pieces, albeit that Monaco side was very different back then. It has to me. It just has the the marks of that kind of game where they, where PSG can play on the break, um, potentially get a couple of goals and and come away with at least a point. But I kind of fancy them to go to Dortmund and, and win that game, especially how Dortmund defended at the weekend against Leipzig. What would you do if you're Enrique? Do you go there to win or do you go there to protect what you've got and come well, away with a point? If if they win. They still won't necessarily top. I think, yeah, I think it comes down to the results against each other, doesn't it? Is that is that right? Yes, it's head to head. And they uh, Dortmund uh, just trying to find the results. Uh, okay, so Dortmund are on ten, PSG are on seven. Yes. So if they win, they go to ten. Yeah. Equal with. Dortmund. Yes. So what happened the first time? I'm just trying to find PSG it. Won, PSG won. So... PSG beat Dortmund, didn't they, in the yes. opening game? Yeah. So that's why they would go above them on head-to-head. Yes. Yeah. We got there in the end, boys and girls. Man, <laughs> the combination of goal difference and head-to-head in the same competition. Yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got Swiss, Swiss style next year, so we've got another thing to learn. So anyway. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, um, if they only get a draw then they are on eight points. And if Newcastle or AC Milan win, they're on eight points. So it then depends who's got the head-to-head in that. And then it all just... Yeah, and bear in mind, Newcastle beat PSG handsomely away and and drew at PDP. So realistically, I I think PSG beat... um, PSG beat Milan at home, did they not... They lost away, didn't they? Because that was the 2-1 Giroud. They beat Milan 3-0 at home. So as far as I know, as far as I can make out, it comes down to goal difference then. So PSG beat Milan 3-0 at home. They lost 2-1 away. 
So in theory, then they are going through on goal difference. So if there is to be a winner at the San Siro, let's not forget, then PSG will be hoping it's Milan rather than Newcastle because Newcastle it's win. It's times good. like this I wish I could knew how to edit these recordings. I know, I know. Well, I edit, in a way, I quite like the authenticity of us trying to fumble our way through it because, it, you know, <laughs> it's genuine. But basically, PSG yeah. know that if they go to Dortmund and get something, they're through. That's the key, yeah. isn't it? And that's surely got to be the, the, the motivation they go with, isn't it? It's just go yeah. there and play their normal game. They can't be thinking about other results, can they? No. Also, because as we've seen recently, both Newcastle and AC Milan are capable of practically anything. So mm-hmm. you can't really, um, can't really predict what's going to happen in the other game. To end. no, I, I, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to get two draws in these two games. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if PSG went to Dortmund and won. I just I just think that game is is just handpicked for Mbappe and. And Dembele on the counter and Bartolo obviously having a good good performance at the weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some, even as a substitute. I just think that that counter-attack, Dortmund's defence, like Mats Hummels is not the fastest. I, I just feel like if yeah. they go there and, and turn it on, then, then they will go through. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, let's come back to Liga. Um, there's two, two games that we'll put together into a bracket of two, if you will. That surprised you. Two nil-nil draws at the weekend. Uh, Montpellier yes. Lens nil-nil and Clermont Lille nil-nil. Yes. Uh, two two results you probably wouldn't have seen coming given where the two or the four teams were in the league at the moment. Yeah, I think um with Montpellier, I think who are my team, this was frustrating. Mm. Because and this I mean they're 14th. They're on a bad run of form, but when you watch them play, they've got good players. They play well. It's a decent system. What what is happening, and that makes things very unpredictable, and as I say, frustrating. Um, what we saw in this game was a terrible pitch, frankly, um, a kind of feisty encounter with some. Really quite solid fouls going in, and a lot of stuff that kind of isn't fouls but is barging people off the ball and crashing into each other. And so, while um, it was nil nil, I think it was still a, a very good game to watch. And both goalkeepers were very good, um, Lecomte from Montpellier and Bamba. Lance, but Bamba also had a couple of big ricks um, that were very amusing. Um, there was one where he didn't kind of play the ball out from the back very well and ended up miles out of his goal. As Shotar had a, a very quick shot which went wide, and there was another one where he came speeding out of his area to stop a break and fortunately for him crashed into his own player rather than the player attacker which probably would have seen sent off um so it was a really feisty and entertaining game but also i think despite some of the, some of the fouls and the collisions Played in a good spirit because obviously this was um, Eli Wahi's first game back at Mosson after leaving in the summer. He was actually cheered off when he subbed off. I'm not surprised the amount of misses he had in this game. If he'd scored, I doubt that would have happened, as yeah. you say. But um, no, it was it was a game where you just like I didn't see that ending nil nil, and at the end, I still really can't work out how it finished nil nil. No. But everybody stayed on the pitch more or less. So, yeah. On a, on another night, it is it, yeah. While, while he had had one, didn't he? Um, he yeah. definitely let his old employers off off in that particular game. But yeah, it, I mean, from it, Lecomte made five saves. Yeah, um, I think he was man one of, the match. of which I thought was a bit dubious because he took a high ball and his feet were behind the line, but he's yeah. smart enough to have kept the ball in front of it. 
Yeah, I know. So that, that was that was a nervy moment early on, but after that, it was um, it was interesting. And I think, as I said, with Montpellier, they have good players. They play well. Adrian Adams, I mm. think, is a really really good striker for the Montpellier system. But also you've got Musa Altamari, who he doesn't look like the quickest guy in the world, but he seems yeah. to split. He seemed to have several. Um, breaks where he's going between two players to get the ball often given to him by Teshi Zvanian. Um and he could always get on the end of them yeah. and this is how I mean he was found really badly in the first half I think um, Danzo was Danzo um, the uh, Lance Defender was very lucky not to get a red card for that and when he was hit again bad in the second half, he immediately kind of got up and made the sub me off now symbol. Yeah. Um, but apparently he's okay. It's uh, not uh, a bad injury. It's just a really, really bad bruising. And I think really bad bruising kind of sums up some of the um, jewels that were going on in yeah. that uh, in that game. So. Like a, a yeah, goalless, yeah. but still a good watch and, and a decent point for Montpellier as well. And I know, it, I know, he's still fourteenth and close to relegation, but away to Lens, who've been in such good form three straight wins at home to Lens. Yeah, sorry, at home, you're right, absolutely right. And I think what we're everybody's kicking each other about, or kicking themselves, or whatever, is the replay against Clermont that I. You may have mentioned last week. Yeah. Because that was a 1-1 draw, but because Montpellier have had a point taken off them, mm. effectively nil. So they haven't won in a while, and they really have to get back to that. Yeah. Because next next week, where are they? I know they're playing... Marseille, oh, they're away at Mets, so with yeah. all due respect to Jazz, hopefully <clears throat> they can do something there. But the final game of the year was at home against Marseille, and that frightens me. The pitch frightens me, so they need to get something at Mets. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, agreed. Agreed. That is going to be a, a tough old ask. Um, and I guess another surprising result then was that Lille result. Uh, oh. To draw nil-nil away at, at Clermont, who are very much second bottom, 11 points all season. They haven't won in five, um, or four, I should say now. Yeah, quite quite a surprising result this for Lille, who again have been in pretty decent nick of late. A nil-nil draw, I think they probably did deserve a bit more, but they didn't get it. It's, it's a point gained for Clermont though, isn't it? Despite being the home oh, side. Definitely. And while Lille have uh, European football this week, they're they're through, yeah, and they're playing Klagsvik again yeah. at home. That. So it didn't feel like this was a game where you go, yeah, we need to have a, an eye on that. No, they needed to have an eye on beating Clermont, mm. and it didn't work out that way. So that was, I think, of the weekend's results, the most surprising for me. Mm. Um, and hopefully Lille have just got whatever it is out of their system. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, uh, Clermont can be, I think, very happy with that. I mean, they're still 17th, but that was a, a point they wouldn't have been expecting to get. Yeah. Yeah, foolishly from a Lorient perspective, I was like, okay, you know, Marseille's going to be tough, but at least Claremont will, will, will lose to Lille, so, you know, it shouldn't make too much of a difference how stupid I was there. Whoops. Um, but, yeah, good good, uh, good point for Claremont, absolutely, moving forwards for them. So um, a couple of games that we won't go into too much detail on uh, just because of the interest in time. Mets uh, lost at home to Brest. Um, not a huge surprise, but... Uh, Mets have been pretty decent of late, so it's a, it's a, a good 
good win this for Brest, who have just picked up their form again. Uh, Le Duron, who is certainly finding his form with the winner in that particular game. Um, and Nice got back to winning ways as they beat uh, Will Stills Rouse. Will still being linked with jobs in England at the moment. I wonder if that's affecting Rouse's run. Uh, I think this form. was because this was the Sunday lunchtime game. Yeah. And um, particularly in Nice, who uh, when I think they hosted the first Sunday lunchtime game, just had a big teeth up saying, sorry, we're eating. Yeah. <laughs> was, right. It was very quiet. So you could hear everything being shouted. And unfortunately, I think Rouse have got a Belgian uh, fullback called Fokke. Okay, yes. And well, you fo- could Fokke. hear Will still yelling, Fokke, Fokke, Fokke. And repeatedly, and of course, he does speak English. So he must have known how that would sound. But one thing I saw from this was... Um, it was a great opener from uh, Gaetan Laborde shortly yeah. into the second half. Um, he got uh, chanted off. Um, Rouse equalised on 78 minutes to Abdul Hamid. And then Boga got the winner on 82, but that was a bad rick from Dufin goal. It was awful, yeah. It was, you know, it was looking like Rouse were going to hold on because yeah. they were playing well, they got the equaliser, organised, the usual things you'd say, and then that happened, and it was just like... So I think there will be some very cross people in the RAS organisation and some underbelieved people in the Nice area um, mm. after, after how that panned out. So. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was definitely a definitely a Rick from Jeff. He's usually pretty consistent, so yeah. a little bit unfortunate there. And a good good win for for Nice. That that goal coming late on from uh, from Boga, eighty two minutes. A good win there. And another game we to go into too much detail on, but Monaco also picking up uh, a win this time away at Rennes. Um, the homecoming for Julian Stefan is not going according to plan, is it? The, the openers uh, for Monaco, um, Fofana got the second on 85 after uh, Vanderson had put yes. the one up on 51. And then Benjamin Borrego got a late penalty back, but it wasn't enough. Um, Rennes are sleepwalking their way quickly down the table. Four defeats in five, which is kind of what led to uh, to the... the um, sort of release of Genesio, if you will. But Stefan has got a job on here, hasn't he? Minus one goal difference. Players out of form. Yes, Europe's going okay, but I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I just feel like they are, they're doing that sleepwalk, aren't they? 15 points. You know, a couple of teams win below them. They're in the relegation zone, which is unthinkable. And I think Jez said at the start of the season, that squad is, is easily good enough to be well, where it is, you know, a European contender and, and challenging in Europe. Like, they should be doing far better than they are. Like, what, what is going on there? Yeah, and, um, I mean, that late penalty, as you say, makes things look a lot better mm. than it was. I mean, they're playing Villarreal on Thursday. Yeah, they are through. If they don't lose, they top the group. Yeah, that's the right, so I, it's a bit like the whole Manchester United um, good league form, terrible in Europe, but yeah. inverted. It's yeah, like they're playing these two different competitions in two completely different ways. Different ways, yeah. The style's different, yeah, I agree. And yeah. that's something, obviously... Julian Stefan's come in. It's going to take a while. We're nearly at Christmas, so will things pick up after that? But, yeah, it's not looking brilliant at the minute. But, um, again, I saw, I think, uh, GFFN put out uh, an article earlier saying there's uh, 10 teams fighting relegation in Liga. And when you look at non Ninth down to Leon in eighteenth, mm. eight points separating. It's yeah. like, as you say, one or two good results, and somebody leapfrogs up, and somebody plummets down, and 
yeah, you don't want to be any of those teams. No. Really? So I think you'd be looking at the ones who have won in five, who are Montpellier, Toulouse and Lorient, as the ones who you'd really worry about. Yeah. Everyone else has got at least one win on the board, but they're going to need to keep doing that. Everything's so inconsistent down there yeah. until you get to kind of seventh upwards. Yeah. But um yeah, it could be could be very odd. So we'll see how Ren do on Thursday. Yeah. But yeah, if they they are going to get through and with a bit of luck they will go straight into the knockout rounds rather than having to have a playoff. Yeah. Um you know, that's going to put pressure, continual pressure on a squad that has looked like it can't really handle the pressure in both competitions. Yeah, yeah, just just feels like a, yeah, I don't know, just, it just feels just weird. It's just, I say, you look at that squad and you just think there's no way they should be, you know, even remotely looking over their shoulders, but that is exactly what they are. And so with two games to go before the break, if they do slip and slide any further that well it's not going to be a happy Christmas I think to be fair to to Julian Stefan he hasn't really had time <clears throat> excuse me to get his his ideas under the under the table is that an expression I don't know probably it is now feet under the table feet under the table that's it that's what that's where I was trying to go with that <clears throat> so I think you know we do have to give him the benefit of the doubt in that regard but um, things do need to change pretty quickly. Otherwise, you could be doing quite well in Europe and then suddenly finding yourself going down. Ask Middlesbrough fans all those years ago. That's what happened to them. But, um, yeah, not a good result. Um, final one I just want to touch on kind of briefly, but big win for Strasbourg. They beat Love mm. by two goals to one. And I think the biggest... 97th minute winner for yeah. Silla. I think that's the latest winner we've had in Liga this season. Definitely, and up there, isn't celebration it? would almost certainly have got him booked. In yes, Premier League, hundred percent. Yeah, and and another goal for Omega two and two in a week for him as well. Salmier had equalised just after half time, but yeah, that chaotic, wild scenes uh, for that Silla winner. But th- that it had the feel of a it had the feel of a winning goal that that's going to say a lot about. Strasbourg's sort of season it like we could look back on that game couldn't we in a few months time and say that was really important because they have they have steadied their form of late three draws in the last four but that win just gives them a little bit of breathing space as they go back up to 10th and on the flip side it's two straight defeats for Lahav who as as a breath of fresh air as they've been you kind of feel like they are going to end up in that mix up after Christmas don't you realistically with the squad size etc yeah, yeah, and particularly as the Coupe de France kicks in and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, I just sort of feel like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of the the teams that are struggling down at the bottom, these next two weeks are going to prove pretty important. I think with these next lot of fixtures, which we can actually touch on now, if you like, thinking about it, because we might as well. Yeah. Um, the fixtures upcoming for this week. In Liga on the fifteenth, yep, fifteenth. That is Friday, isn't it? Checks calendar. Yes, fifteenth. Yes, I should know this because I've got a cinema trip booked. Um, Monaco Leon is definitely one to to have a watch. I would suggest for both ends of the table. That's eight o'clock UK time on Friday. Um, Love host Nice. Having just mentioned Love, I, I you know, feel like that's could be a big uh, big game for both those sides. That's four pm on Saturday. And uh, Lance against Raz uh, might be one for the purists. That's Saturday night at 8 pm. And then the that mid- could well be the most exciting nil nil draw you've ever seen. Yeah, or or like crazy two two or something. It's go- <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to be one of two different ways. I, I feel like it's going to be um, one of those games where it's either going to be really really good or really awful. Um, but uh, 12 pm midday, Nantes against Brest. Oh, that looks like that a tasty the little perfect Sunday lunch time, isn't it? Just Slot. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just two teams that are not particularly fond of each other, and um, also two teams not are far to travel. No, true, true. Just down the road, um, and yeah, both both teams. Nobody in... else is going to care. Basically, that's yeah, 
Yeah, which is always a good thing. Um, Brest form, by the way, three wins in their last four. That's not bad, is it? They are they're up in fifth now. So yeah, could be an opportunity for them to continue their good run. Um, in the afternoon, Lorient Strasbourg. Suddenly, that's quite big. Mentioned oh. it earlier, but yeah, big big game for for Lorient at the Moustoir and Strasbourg. Obviously, looking to build on their good weekend. Mets against Montpellier. It's the Jez Phil Derby. Um, Toulouse against Rennes. Um, suddenly, that's quite big for both those teams all of a sudden, especially with Toulouse being at home. Marseille against Clermont. It would be just like Marseille to go and lose at home to Clermont now, although I don't think they will, but it would be no, very I, likely. I think that's going to be... <laughs> fairly that, home That's going to be a paddling. Yeah, although that said, it does depend. Marseille have got that massive game with Brighton, of course, on Thursday, oh. so it depends how many tired bodies they have because whoever wins that ultimately tops that group in the Europa so that'll be interesting um, and then Lille against PSG is a tasty little morsel to sign off Sunday evening with uh, that is at Lille um, so yeah should be a decent again PSG have a big week ahead whereas Lille um, you would think will have a fairly uh, or slightly easier uh, European um, tie to, to go into the week well, with. So. you'd say you'd hope so but they did <clears throat> this up last time so true yeah. true yeah yeah true true i suppose the, the cushion of knowing they're through i suppose is a, is a bonus but um but yeah a couple of couple of decent little fixtures a couple of decent little fixtures there so um yeah hopefully that will be a good weekend of action um anything else you wanted to cover at all before we um, um... just quickly the women's nations league mm. as um come to a close with um, France top, oh God, topping League A Group 2. All of the groups. This is why I get so confused. But So they're through to the final round. The other teams in the finals round from League A are Netherlands, Germany and Spain. Um, so that should be interesting to see that. Obviously, one of the major points of the Nations League is uh, Olympic qualification, but because it's in Paris, France are through anyway. Yeah. So they're going to be playing just for the title rather than uh, rather than for qualification. So I think you got four really good teams in that final stage. England, I think, were gutted uh, not to get through after a small kind of administrative fuck-up of having Scotland and England in the same group, whereas both of them are the same team for Olympic qualification. It's a bit like, you know, what was the, the Irish situation where they oh, yeah. really should have lost against somebody to... Netherlands, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, just... Netherlands, yeah. They, they they needed to lose to be have more of a chance of getting a qualification spot. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 um, but I think, you know, France are in a good run of form and they're going to have the finals and will be at the Olympics, and I think that will be uh, something very good uh, for the footballing public to to watch. Obviously, we've got the men's Euros next year, but having the Olympics on as well, it's kind of cool, and obviously France will be there, so yeah, we'll I see mean... how they get it. Ultimately, the more football on in, in the summer, the better, really. That's kind of how I view it. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, excellent stuff. OK, um, well, yeah, we will draw a close there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just in time, by the sounds of it. Tickle in the old tickle in the chest today. But, um, yes, we will be back. Did we mention uh, Lance playing Sevilla? Yes. Tuesday, and that's the other Champions League game. Yeah, we should give that a, a nudge, actually. Yeah, because so Arsenal are I through. I think if they draw, they um, guarantee going down into the Europa League. Yes. Which I think would be if really good for them, win, by the way. they could continue, but it's all a bit kind of up in the air. Yeah. I think they're the most confusing group because everybody's closer together. 
Yeah, I will, uh, just before we go, I will tell you uh, where it stands because that is obviously in the Arsenal group. Uh, So as it stands, Arsenal are top and qualified on 12 points. They cannot be caught. They go away to PSV. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. Arsenal are probably going to field a, a certainly a second string 11 or at the very least will rotate quite a few players. So there is a fairly good chance that PSV will win that game. And if that is the case, then there's nothing Lons or Sevilla can do. However, if Arsenal were to win that game, um, Lons were to win, um, I believe Lons and PSV drew... I think I'm right in saying in the earlier fixtures. I'm going to have to check the bloody results now, aren't I? Um, uh, PSV beat them. They beat them one way, and they drew once. Yes. So, so they are go- so 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 if ah so if that's the case, then I guess they can't physically get in. Then if that's if that's the case, because they'd lose on the head to head. So I think Lons are looking at Europa League. Yes. Um, yeah. PSV. Yeah. Just checked it. Ah. PSV are. PSVR qualified, yeah. It's so confusing, isn't it? So PSVR qualified. So basically, Lons need to lead to avoid defeat against Sevilla um, to and they go guarantee into a playoff with someone who comes second in Europe League. You got it. You got it. And I, and I genuinely think if Lons were to end up in the um, uh, Europa League, I think I think that'd be brilliant for them. I really do. I, th- yeah. I think Champions League was probably a step too far. Um, in terms of you know going deep into that competition, but they would have made a decent amount of money from it. And if they end up in the Europa League, um, I, I don't think they're any worse than a Lens or a, a Lille. I think they could go deep in that competition. So um, and, we shall we shall see. And that famous victory over Arsenal will live long in the memory. Absolutely, and and you know looking back, I mean, I I can say this now because it doesn't matter, but um, yeah, they were uh, they they were well worth. Well worth their win. Well worth their win. Absolutely were, and and fair play to them uh, for that. That will be a memorable night moving forwards for sure. So, good luck to them. And that's tomorrow evening. I think I'm right in saying as well. So, yes. there's your first game. Early game. Early game. Oh yeah, of course it's five, isn't it? Oh god, I don't think I'll be watching that. I think I might just keep an eye on the scores of the Arsenal game and not actually watch it anyway. Right. Uh, as I say, we will be back next week. Um, it may just be me and Phil. Not sure. It may be me, Phil, and Jess. Who knows at this point in time? It may be Monday. It may be Tuesday. We'll surprise you. Um, but we will be here in, <laughs> in one way or another. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on the league on action, and for sure. Keep your eyes on that PSG game because that one could be a cracker in Germany on Wednesday. So set your watches. But whichever game you are watching, uh, enjoy your French football. Phil, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you. And we will speak to you very soon. Take care.